Like, oh my God, like we're going to start the podcast soon. Like, wow, for real. And just for that, ladies and gentlemen, we're starting the show off just like that. What's going on, world? It's your boy KJ and Los. J House Radio, episode 10. We finally made it to 10 episodes. I don't know how. I don't know how you guys put up with us, but you're still here. Because, like, oh, my God, we're, like, so special. (laughs) If everybody wants to be around (laughs) us. Like, we're, like, so popular. Ah, like, for real. Listen, if you guys are wondering why he's bugging out, like, we always have crazy conversations right before the show, and we were just cracking up about just randomness, so... I must apologize. Okay, we'll we'll say randomness. I'll I'll, I'll go with randomness. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just leave it at randomness. We'll leave it there. It's so random. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. But anyway, Luis, happy Cinco de Mayo, man. How you doing? Happy Cinco de Mayo. For all you Mexicans out there, orale, vamos a tomar tequila hoy. (laughs) What he said. (laughs) No, I just said, you know, hello, let's all have tequila today. Oh, okay. You know what the funny thing about Cinco de Mayo is, before we get into our topic, is it's bigger in America than it is in Mexico. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, there's just, I'll say, gotta send you the link, and maybe we'll put it in the the show notes. Um, There's a video that says, if Mexicans celebrated uh, 4th of July the way Americans celebrate Cinco de Mayo, and I, I was fucking dying of laughter. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was absolutely dying of laughter. It was fucking great. Because you know oh, what, wow. like, um, and the funny thing is I never thought about that, you know? Mm-hmm. But then when I saw the video, I was like, oh, my God, that's so fucking true. People just really <laughs> bug out on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I thought it was the other way around. I thought that it was something that was pretty big, you know, that they celebrated pretty much here and over there in Mexico. So No, I mean, yeah, they celebrate it, but it's not like to the extent it is over here. I didn't really get a chance to do anything today. I mean, we are recording this on Cinco de Mayo right now. Um I didn't really get drunk or anything like that. I just kind of chilled out at home. So, yeah. Yeah, I was helping a friend move, so. Oh, yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. My age get wasted on a Sunday? you kidding me? I won't report to work on Monday, Tuesday, (laughs) and Wednesday. (laughs) Hey, that's when you got to start Friday and ease into Saturday and then kind of, you know, twinkle down a little bit on Sunday, you know? You know what the sad part is? I never get to drink because I'm always driving. Oh, yeah. I think, honestly, like, without a joke, the last time I had a drink was... Last year, I had one drink because people came over for a barbecue, and I didn't have to pick anybody up. So I was able to have a drink. Wow. Yeah. At the end of the drink, I was like, ooh. I'm like a drunk, fat fat white girl. Oh, my God, I'm so drunk. (laughs) Somebody take advantage of me. I'm so beautiful. (laughs) Oh my god! Like I'm like so sexy. Yo, we gotta stop this. Otherwise, it's gonna be the whole podcast of, of us just going. Oh my god! Listen, this is episode ten, man. We gotta we gotta enjoy it, man. Make the best of it. Exactly. <laughs> so, episode ten, we're going to do things a little differently today. This episode is 100 about Avengers Endgame, and I think to date, right now, Avengers Endgame is the second highest grossing film of all time, right behind Avatar and beat Titanic. Wait, I thought I thought it beat Avatar. Not that far off. It's literally like a weekend, like I think it's like one weekend away from beating Avatar at this point. Probably not even that, like a day. I, I hated Avatar, by the way. For me, Avatar was nothing more than a reimagining of the Native American story. They didn't even try to hide it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it, it was pretty much like space, you know, space natives that we're gonna displace. If you would have took the amazing visuals, technology behind that film, if you would have took that away from it, that movie would not have been as big as it was. It was only as big as it was because of the visuals. Yeah, but my whole thing is you're essentially watching an animated film. Yeah, basically. Not for none. I like my animation to be more fun, like Justice League. (laughs) So so does that mean that you're not going to go see the new Avatar 2, 3, and maybe 4? Coming out in the next few years. God, they had to force me to see number one. James Cameron does all the Avatar stuff, right? Yes. Okay. I want you to think about his track record with sequels. Terminator 1, awesome. Terminator 2, amazing. 3 on up? Yeah. Wait, wait, so James Cameron did 3 as well? It's it's his movies. I don't know if I don't know if he directed 3 or whatever, but it's it's his it's his franchise. If Terminator 2 is any kind of inclination of what Avatar 2 could be, then count me in for that one. 
because Terminator 2 is one of my favorite films of all time. It was great. It was great overall. Don't get me wrong. But they had stupid moments like the hasta la vista baby thing. I'm like, that's just so fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely parts in there that were a little like, eh, okay, I could have done without that. But for for its time, that was an amazing film for its time. There, yes, there were I certain, agree. There were certain parts that were just that you didn't see anybody do during that time. So, yeah, we're going to jump into uh, Avengers Endgame. Well, let's just say that the first few minutes, we're going to talk about non-spoiler stuff. And then after that, we're going to let you guys know when we're going to hit spoilers. And then we'll go from there. So I'll let you start off. Los, what was your initial look on the film? What did you think? Um, I liked the film overall. I think it definitely had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, It was definitely a three-part script, which was good. Yeah, uh, I like the fact that um, a lot of characters had a chance to breathe. You got a chance to know them. You got a chance to kind of feel who they were. Um, I think it was great for Cap, for Captain America. I think he did an excellent job with him. I think Black Widow um, didn't have enough character development. I mean, she did. This is the most character development she's had, but I felt like it was too um, too sad the whole time. What about you? I loved it. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, as far as newcomers, if you're coming into the film for the first time, I highly recommend watching almost every MCU film, you know, before you jump into this one, honestly. Um, because even some of the small films still have some nods in this film and certain things that that they might pay homage to, you might not get or might be confusing or you might not understand what's going on. So I would definitely not recommend this film for somebody who's new to the whole universe. I would definitely say start from Iron Man and work your way up. So from here on out, guys, this is the spoiler section of the show. So don't get mad at us. We warned you. And if you haven't seen the movie yet, shame on you. If you haven't seen the movie yet, yes, definitely shame on you for sure. But, you know, we still love you. Um, yeah. I'm going to first. <laughs> Los, like, not oh so God, much. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what people say in the comments about your, you know, white girl voice. I would love to see what they say. Yeah, I'm um, scared they're going to say, oh, my God, that was really good. <laughs> that was really convincing. God, you sound uh, like my cousin Jennifer. <laughs> First off, I'm going to say that I saw this film in IMAX. It was amazing. And if you're going to go see this film, if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend seeing it in IMAX. Don't watch it in, like, the regular film. Just go see it in IMAX or IMAX 3D, whatever. That's well, I actually heard the 3D, uh, the conversion to 3D was really bad. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of people complaining about it, so I wouldn't recommend oh. 3D because I've heard more things bad about it than things good about it. Okay, no 3D, guys, no 3D. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but first off, I'm going to go on a little tangent and say that this film was just freaking awesome with the emotional attachment to it. Um, the way they, like I said before, started off the film very slowly and they had a lot of quiet moments and it led up to the final just fight scene. And that final fight scene was probably one of the best fight scenes I've seen in probably any movie in a long time. But what made it great was the fact that, um, they gave so many characters a chance to to shine, yes. but it also, they all work together. Exactly. Exactly. I think that was one of my gripes about um, Infinity War was that I felt like the movie was rushed. A lot of people only had like maybe a few seconds and then like their screen time was done for the movie. And I just felt like everything was really rushed. I felt like this movie took its time. Everybody had more. I think more people shared more screen time, but it worked. Well, I didn't think that 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 Avengers uh, Infinity War was rushed. I thought it was exactly what it needed to be. It felt yeah. like it was rushed only because it just ended. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. We're like, where's the rest of it? <laughs> like, wait, that's it? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, one of my gripes, because I said I had about two gripes. One of my gripes was that, in my opinion, and I might get heat about this, I don't feel like we needed a Captain Marvel movie before this movie came out. 
I don't feel like we needed it. I disagree. I think you definitely needed a Captain Marvel movie because um, before Endgame, though, do you think we need? Do you think we could have yes, waited till absolutely. after Endgame? Absolutely. Because Why do you say that? Um, because then you have like someone like me who knows the comic books would be like, oh, okay, Captain Marvel. But to someone who doesn't know the comic book, because a lot of people's only real, real, real exposure to um, Marvel is the movies. You know, they don't seem to understand, like, there are differences between Captain America and the comic books and in the movies, Iron Man and the comic books and the movies. You know, there's a lot of differences. Like, they they completely ignore uh, Iron Man's uh, problem with alcoholism in the movies. But in the comic books, like, at one point he gave up being Iron Man and he gave it to um, to Brody to be Iron Man because he couldn't deal with his alcoholism. So it's things like that. So I think that because most people weren't exposed to the comic books and the history of, of it, I think it was necessary. Do I think Captain Marvel was a great movie? No. But no, um, it, it, it had some good moments, you know? Well, the reason why I say that is because I feel like because of the fact that Captain Marvel didn't really have a lot of scenes in the game, and I know... Part of that, well, there could be two reasons. Part of that could be because of her scheduling conflict with doing other projects. And then part of that could have been because of the fact that they tried the they would have to find a way to make her be involved in the story without making her seem overpowered because she is one of the most powerful characters in the MC universe right now. And I just felt like maybe we could have waited for her film. Maybe you didn't even have to put her in the film because she really didn't make i mean she made an impact but it wasn't anything that was game changing you know because when we had captain marvel when i heard that movie was coming out i was like oh man she's gonna change the game like she was gonna affect this movie in a major way and she really didn't really affect it okay yeah she saved iron man i mean yeah she saved iron man but somebody else could have did that and she came in at the end of the movie for a nice little like cameo and but somebody else could have did that but it wasn't anything that was like drastic. Like, man, if we didn't have Captain Marvel, we would not have won this. Like, no, I was expecting no, I it to absolutely, be that. I absolutely feel that they needed her in there because in the end of the movie, she saves the day. She also saves um, Nebula and, and Tony. Um, and that was necessary. And it was also necessary for her to talk about how other planets don't have Avengers. Because the next phase of the Marvel movies is going to do with more things in space. So you have to drop those seeds in there to keep mm-hmm. the story moving forward. I don't know. I mean, uh, that was one of my little gripes about it. What about you? What was what was one of your gripes about the film? I know you said you had something that you didn't, you didn't really like about it too much. I, dude, it was, it's just one super teeny tiny thing. When Cap <laughs> at the end goes, Avengers Assemble. He screams out, Avengers, and then he whispers, Assemble. And I was like, why couldn't you scream both lines? <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. That was a little weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Know. I mean, it, it's something small, but then there's like the whole momentum just kind of slowed down a little bit. He's like, all right, let's do this right now. You know, <laughs> like, like wait, in the what? comic book, like, <laughs> like he's always yelling it, you know, so I want to see him yell it on the screen. Yeah, I would have to, I mean, all right, well, let's not jump too far into the end of the scene. Let, let's try to start from the beginning. Like, that first scene in in game, I think, was a really strong scene. Oh, when his family got dusted. I, I wanted to know how they were going to start it. I wanted to know what was going to be the first thing to launch off, you know, like this whole film. And I thought that was a really strong way to start it off. Uh, I liked it only because it was very emotional. But other than that, it was just, you know, it was... I mean, I, you needed to kind of find out where Ronan comes from. It's not a Hawkeye, it's Ronan. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact they dropped the idea of his daughter becoming Hawkeye. Because, exactly, yeah. Um, at, one, at one point in the comic books, he hands the mantle over to a, to a female. Oh, really? He does, yeah. So, you know, his daughter could be the next Hawkeye and he stays Ronan. Okay, okay. Oh, and I love the fact that he went ballistic, like fucking killing Yakuza and all that oh, other stuff. Oh, yeah. That was I amazing. Was like, Damn. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually pretty good. I love what he says. He goes, My family dies, but you get to live? Uh uh-uh. uh. What did you think of also like when they tried to show Tony Stark and and Nebula have like some kind of like kind of like a relationship where they were like kind of like helping each other? 
basically. Something that was really different because you never really saw that side of Nebula before. Like any kind of like emotional side of her helping somebody. I don't think they've done her right in the movies. Really? You don't think so? No, I don't think they've done her right. And I don't think it's the actress. I just think that she wasn't giving enough material to flesh her out. Like, you know, as a bad guy, she just seemed like a generic bad guy. As a good guy, she just felt guilty and remorseful. Yeah. You know, um, and, and her whole character seemed to be driven by fear. It never, never point do you feel like she's becoming brave to fight against Thanos. Like, I always felt like she was just, every, everything she did was out of fear. You know? I kind of uh, felt that same way, too, honestly. Yeah, I just don't think they did her right. I think Rocket Raccoon had got got better screen timelines and scenes than Nebula. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he, he was did. hilarious in this film. He was so freaking hilarious. His little one liners are always oh, Bradley Cooper, dude. He did a fucking amazing job with that. Oh yeah. And then I also like how they kind of played a Hitchcock kind of thing where they killed Thanos in the first like what 15, 30 minutes of the film. I was like, okay. That's it. <laughs> oh, my favorite part where Thor chops his head off. He goes, "This time I went for the head." I yeah, was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, motherfucker got raw." After that, I was like, "All right, so where is this film supposed to go now?" <laughs> like, I, I was really confused by that point. That confused the shit out of me, but I knew they were going to go time traveling because of the line at the end of Ant Man, uh, a line at the end of Ant Man, where uh, the original Wasp goes, "Don't get caught in any time vortex. We can't get you out." Yeah, I mean, we all kind of had some kind of idea that time was going to be involved, especially being at what happened at the end of Ant-Man. Like, we all kind of had an idea that that was going to have to be used to, in order to try to fix this. Another thing I want to touch base on is I wasn't too crazy on the whole Bruce Banner all of a sudden just controlling Hulk. He's called Professor Hulk in the comic books when those two personalities get merged. So what happens is, in the movie, they explain he explains that he worked with the big guy. So now their personalities are merged. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that part from the comics. Yeah, I knew it from the comics. So I was like, okay, Professor Hulk, that's awesome. They say they didn't do the Mr. Fix-It persona, which is something else completely. Where the Hulk <laughs> turns gray, he's a bouncer at a club, and all his other fucking are crazy you serious? shit. Oh my yeah, God. <laughs> and, and it wasn't a Bruce Banner personality. He had a split personality, and the split personality... Took over Mr. Fix-It, the Grey Hulk. It was just a big fucked up story. So but, so Professor Hulk I liked because, you know, in the comic books, he was very, you know, um, he was a good character. And he, he actually did a lot of different things. I mean, I would love to see them dive into that story, kind of. I mean, because I know five years um, happened in between, you know, um, freaking Thanos getting his head cut off in between where things started off in the movie. So, but... I would like to see like another Hawk movie kind of showing how he got to that point where he became, you know, you know, Professor Hawk. I think that would be kind of interesting. A lot of people said that, but it's just, it's very boring. You know, it's a lot of him meditating, you know, internal dialogue with him and Hulk. Yeah. You know, so it, it's not really, you know, people want to see it, but like if there's a two minute montage, you'd be like, okay, but I just don't <laughs> think it's worth, I don't, I don't really think it's worth the two minute screen time. Yeah. What I found interesting that they made Thor a fat fuck. Yeah, that was so. Was that ever in the comics or anything? Because I don't. Not that I remember know seeing of. that. Not that I know of. See, the thing is, in in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, um, like it wasn't even Thor who who was in that storyline. It was someone else who wore Thor's. Um, like his uniform and stuff, or yeah, the guy looks like Thor, claims to be Thor, and everything else, but it's not actually Thor. And you have, I think his name is Billy Ray Bill, which is like a half goat, half human, who has an another sort of uh, Molnir type weapon uh, that's called Stormbreaker, and of course, Stormbreaker is is his new uh, his new axe. So there was a lot of differences. There's even a, a female Thanos, and you know, and all this other stuff. Oh yeah, I know about the female Thanos thing. Yeah, yeah. The Infinity Gaunt- the Infinity Gauntlet is a way more complicated storyline. Oh yeah, I mean, but then again, you know, you gotta you know break it down for you know for film purposes. So, you know, everything's not going to be able to fit in there, and they got to twist things up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I liked it, and the thing is, like, people don't seem to understand the reason why Thanos did what he did is because Thanos is in love with death. 
And so Thanos did it to impress Death to have Death fall in love with him. But Death doesn't love Thanos. Death is in love with Deadpool. So Thanos hates Deadpool because um, in Thanos' eyes, Deadpool stole the love of his life. Wow. And that's, that's how deep. Thanos started on this whole road to being a bad guy because someone took away his girlfriend. I would have liked to have seen that in the film. Like, that would have been really interesting. Yeah, but Deadpool, Deadpool doesn't fit in, in, in the MCU. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how they would work that out, honestly. <laughs> you know, because he turned to the camera and he goes, look at those purple balls. You know, yeah. it's just... <laughs> One thing I, I definitely loved about the film as well is how they, like, really dove into, you know, like, the afterlife of being, like, an Avenger. You know, they showcase, you know, fatherhood a lot in regards to Iron Man, in regards to just a lot of the characters and, like, what they lost. So I really kind of like that, you know, how they how they really dove into that with Ant-Man as well. You know, with his daughter being, what, like, five years older, you know, compared to the last film that she yes. was in? Well, actually, actually, it's six years older. Remember, it was nine months between the snap and when they found them, and then five years after that. I really like how they dove into that. I mean, like I said, th- this film was really carried by a lot of emotion and a lot of anger and like everything just building up to this final act. How do you feel about the whole time travel heist? I liked it. I liked it because you got a chance to visit other movies and you got to see how certain characters changed. Like Captain America in the first Avenger movie, he's like, yeah, he goes, I can do this all day. And then the modern Steve Rogers was like, shit, I wish you didn't say that. <laughs> I remember in the first Avengers movie, he was like, he was like, language, you know, and I love the line when he goes, yeah, that is America's ass. Yeah. Yo, that was one of my favorite lines in the film. I, f- I freaking loved it, man. I freaking loved it. I think the whole time heist idea was a great, like a great idea for the film. It was nice when it looked back at some of the films. It was also great to see Tony Stark, you know, meet up with his dad and just have that moment with his dad. Once again, like I said, the whole family aspect was really showcased in this film a lot. I think overall, you know, leading into the final act, I feel like a lot of this was a farewell to Tony. Oh, but you know what? Thank God we're done with Iron Man. It was too much Iron Man in every fucking movie. Enough with him. I mean, I do love Iron Man, but I did also feel like it was getting to a point where I was like, all right, it's time to pass the torch. But before we get into that, let's jump into this final act because this final act was freaking awesome, man. Can I just say what my favorite part before the huge ass battle started? Okay. On your left, that to me was like awesome. Falcon and Captain America have been best friends for years and years and years and years decades even in the comic books and the fact that it's him to let captain america know that everything's going to be okay to me was beautiful because as much as bucky is his old-time friend really his his real hardcore friend and follow you know and and, you know and his ride or die for the sake of argument is is falcon captain america carried the film as much as tony you know did all the tech stuff and all this other crap. It wasn't really his film. His moment was at the end. Yeah. But Cap is the one who really grabbed them together spiritually, you know, uh, motivated them and made them move forward. Listen, in the comic books, Captain America is the leader of the Avengers. None of this Iron Man bullshit. Iron, Man's, Iron Man is a borderline villain in the comic books. Yeah, that was the thing that was really different about the films compared to the comic books is that Iron Man was made as the lead man in the films and in the comic books that, like you said, that really wasn't the case. I mean, granted, I got to give props to what Robert Downey Jr. did to that character, because if the original Iron Man was not as successful as it was, we probably would not have been talking about Endgame right now. Listen, Robert Downey Jr. was born to play that part. Absolutely. But I just kind of think they just put too much Iron Man in this shit. Yeah. Way too much. It's time to just like when he was in Spider-Man, okay, you know, one or two spots here there, but I just kind of felt like they kept bringing him back for no reason. But yeah, that that final fight scene was amazing. I have a question though. So in the comics was Captain America able to do what he did in the movie by picking up the uh, hammer? Or no, no? In, in in the comics, yes. Captain America's one of the few people who can pick up the hammer. 
Oh, okay. Man, I have to say, when that moment happened, chills ran through my body, man. Ran through my body. And again, for you, because you didn't read as much of the comics as I did. Yeah. So once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. It's got the hammer. Whatever. I knew it. In the original Infinity Gauntlet storyline, the one that, that, that this whole MCU is based off of, like Thanos, like kills Captain America, like kills Iron Man, kills Spider Man, like kills Cyclops, like turns Wolverine's bones to rubber, like um, you know, kick, like a lot of like he turns ass. right, he turns <laughs> Thor to glass and he shatters him. Like there's a lot of like holy shit moments in the Infinity Gauntlet yeah. and that whole storyline. Like he literally breaks Captain America's neck with one slap. Wow. In the comic book, yeah. And Nebula is the one who takes the gauntlet off of him and she's the one who snaps her fingers and brings everybody back. Wow. Could you yeah, imagine? Yeah, and not only that, in the comic books, that? the Infinity Stones, or they were called Infinity Gems back then, um, were forgiving. Like, anybody could use them. It wouldn't kill you. So is that whole idea just for the film or was that ever it's in the comic the film. books? For the film. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, they changed the, the the movies changed a lot from the comics. A lot from the comics. But it changed it in a way that fits the story. They did a great job with putting the film together and making the story fit into a realistic type of reality without it being too cartoon and kiddish. I mean, because if you would have told me years ago, like as a kid reading Wolverine or Spider-Man or anything like that, if you would have told me years ago that I would be sitting in a movie theater watching Endgame and it was going to be one of the greatest films I've ever seen, I would look at you and laugh at you. Like, what they did with this film over the past 10, 11 years is something that we probably will never see for a long time. You know, it's like the biggest collaboration of characters that we've ever seen. Ever and like to get all of these actors back, hell, they got the kid back from Iron Man too. For the fact of what happened to Tony, to bring him back to pay respects was pretty cool that they did that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But overall, I mean, I think Captain America kicked ass in that scene. That that really got everybody hyped. I, I think that was the best moment of that scene. One thing I did like, um, but it did feel a little forced. But I understand why they did it was when they were highlighted all the women heroes at the end. Yes, I like that. I, like I that. liked it, but I felt like it was a little forced, you know? It was like, weren't they all just fighting in different directions? I would have <laughs> liked to see more. No, 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 seriously. I would like to see more where it was like the beginning half, where like, you know, Spider-Man grabbed it and passed it to one person. Da, da, da. I would like to see a lot of the, that happen with the female heroes, Yeah, you know, and then move on, you know, because them all, when that one big group, you know, female shot, I was like, it's cool. It's awesome. But like, weren't you guys just fighting everywhere? Like, how are you all of a sudden together? How did you think about that ending on how Tony Stark ended it? Do you think that was the right way to end it? Do you think they should have did something else? No, I think it was the right way to end it because um, the lines that Tony said in, um, in Infinity War was perfect he goes this moment you know all these years is you know is built up to this moment where we fight each other mm-hmm. and, and i did agree with that and i i think he died in the proper way he died being a hero which he should have died being a hero he mm-hmm. died saving the day which i thought was a good way it bookended the this part of the mcu and this storyline and i liked how the roles were reversed between peter and tony or before tony was 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 distraught over peter being snapped being dusted and yeah. then um peter crying over tony dying like i, I kind of like that I, I think it was proper and yeah. pepper Potts saying it's okay tony you can rest now i thought was beautiful so i think he got the perfect send-off i feel like it ended the way it started at the end of iron man one he started his whole like career of saying all right you know what i'm just gonna put it out there i am iron man and that's when the story began and that's where he ended it he said, I am Iron Man, snapped his fingers. You know, I think it was. But that was ended. in response to, to Thanos going, I am inevitable. And he goes, yeah, well, I'm Iron Man. Snapped yeah. his fingers. <laughs> um, I, can we talk about Captain America now? How, how his whole story ended? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's jump to that one. I was a little upset. Me too. Um, To me, me, the Avengers really are about Captain America. He is the better leader. He is, you know, someone who understands sacrifice, who understands, you know, what it's like to be a leader, you know, someone who's willing to sacrifice himself. Um, And so him going back in time and choosing not to come back and living his life with Peggy was, although sweet, <clears throat> it fucks so much with the, with uh with uh the history you know yeah. um him ending as an old man was awesome but i would love to see him be old man rogers in charge of shield like he is in the comic books oh yeah cuz i think that's a great story like he's still useful at an old age yeah you I'm- know well, I think one of the reasons why they did that is because of the simple fact that um, I'm not sure if he said he was coming back for more films or no. He is coming back for a television show. Chris Evans is going to be, well, Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter are going to have a TV series on Disney streaming. Oh, where It talks about okay. when he comes back in time, they get together and they go off on adventures. Uh, and it's going to be like the comic books, a new Captain America, someone who took up the mantle. Maybe that's why they did that. I'm not sure, because obviously that's going to conflict uh, the story. I mean, with the, the, the truth the of the matter is Chris Evans is a director. He is a filmmaker. And as much as he loves acting, he wants to get back into directing and he wants to get back into doing films. So Disney is giving him um, a lot of the Disney streaming stuff to direct. Wow. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a good idea. He he's a pretty good filmmaker. You know. Interesting. So it's great, you know. And, and to me, Chris Evans is the perfect person to play Captain America. Oh yeah, he the Steve it. Rogers Captain America, I should say. Yeah, he killed it. He really killed it. I mean, it's going to suck to not see him in the films. Uh, I'm not sure where they're going to go with things from here, but it was great to see him pass off you know, the shield, you know, pass off, well, pass down the mantle of being, you know, Captain America, you know, um, down to um, the Falcon, the Falcon, like yeah. they like they did in the comic books. Yeah. And what I'm worried about is when this happened, like me as a fan of the comics was like, oh, it makes sense. You know, like when Batman, quote unquote, died and Dick Grayson became Batman, it makes sense, you know, from, you know, the XO becomes the captain. You know, and it makes sense for Falcon to be Captain America, but there was a huge like like backlash to it. Like people were being racist about it. Like, oh, how can you have a black man be Captain America and blah 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 blah? And I I was always like, whoa, look at who Falcon (laughs) is. He is Captain America's right hand man. And not only that, um, what makes him less American? If you look at it, Falcon is more American than Captain America. This Captain America is first-generation Irish immigrants, but Falcon is multi-generational American. Period. There you go. Prove you know? everybody wrong, man. <laughs> I, you know what? And again, but I look at it more. I look at it more as, you know, what makes sense. A lot of people are still stuck on this, this racial thing of what makes an American an American. You know. Well, guess what? Captain America is Irish. You know. Yeah. Lucky Charms and all that other shit. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> um, did but, you just go there? Did you really just go yeah, there? Yeah, I really did go there. Because you know what? <laughs> because sometimes you got to speak in these stupid, idiot, racist tones to show how stupid the idea of Falcon being less American than Captain America. Well, he's a vet. He fought for the country. He still works with vets. You know what I'm trying to say? What makes yeah. him less American? That's bullshit. He's fucking 150% American. Fuck that. He's multi-generational American. What makes him less American? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, that 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 was always my problem. People being stupid about Falcon being Captain America. I mean, he's a very different Captain America. And, and reading it in the comic books, it took a while to get used to because he still kept his wings and stuff. Yeah. Um, but once you get used to it, it was okay. You know, you were just like, okay, this is the new Cap. Yeah. Um, but, you know, why not? I still can't believe you said Lucky Charms, man. <laughs> Uh, bro, because you know, I freaking like, love Lucky Charms, by the way. <laughs> God, too much marshmallows. 
And again, dude, like, you know, it's like so many people can talk about Falcon and use every other fucking derogative word you want. But the bottom line is, you're fucking wrong. He's American. Let me see, what else? I think that's pretty much it for the final act. How do you feel about the fact that we didn't get a credit scene? Do you think that they should have had one, or do you think it's perfect no, that they just I, I, ended I think it? it's perfect that they ended it with the, with the portraits and the signatures. Because you don't know where the MCU is going next. Each end scene in the previous movies gave you hints to the next movie. Even the stupid one where Thanos goes, forget it, I'll do it myself. You know, I just let you know that that it's still part of the same continuity, same same story continuity. But this one ended perfect. I thought it ended perfect. You know, I I, I have nothing bad to say about that. Yeah, I mean, part of me kind of felt like I think after the first five or ten minutes after the credits rolled, I was like, "Yep, I don't think they're going to have anything in here." And like you said, I was kind of okay with it. I mean, I think after everything that happened over the past eleven years. The way things ended, I kind of figured they were like, you know what, this chapter is done. We're yeah. just gonna let it. We're just gonna let it be what it is, and now it's time to move on to the next chapter. My my favorite thing about the movies is something nobody would know unless you stumbled upon this information. Remember how how uh, Tony Stark was like, oh, I love uh, Tony Stark's daughter was like, I love you three thousand. Uh huh. You know why that number is significant? The MCU movies in total total three thousand minutes. Really? Yeah, yeah. I stumbled across that information. Where did you find that? From? <laughs> I, I, it was on. It was on one of those videos on YouTube, like you know, uh, Easter eggs on on um, on Endgame. Yeah. And then it says, you know, you know, I love you three thousand is significant for this, and I was like, son of a bitch, that's a fucking cool bit of information. Wow. See me, I was thinking in my head, maybe it was like one of Tony Tony's like suits or something was called something something three thousand. I don't know. No, but the, <laughs> the funny thing is the name they use for his daughter is the name of one of his cousins in the comic books who turns out being a bad guy, uh, turns out to being an Iron Man villain. That's one of the Easter eggs I found out. And again, I didn't know that offhand. Like I like I had to see an Easter egg video to to actually know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I wanted to ask you this question: Who do you have a crush on um, from the Avengers Endgame, or the or the Marvel Universe in general? Wow, that's a very good question. Uh, I would have to say Brie Larson, honestly. Captain really? Marvel. I I don't think she's that hot. She's got no butt. <laughs> okay. Number number one would be Brie Larson. Okay. Number two would be Scarlett Johansson. Okay. And number three would be Zoe Zadana. Without really, well, even even with the green makeup, she can get it. <laughs> uh, for me, Tessa Thompson, number one, the one oh, who played. Oh, I uh, forgot Valkyrie. about her. I forgot about Valkyrie. Hot. I forgot about her. Um, as pretty as Scarlett Johansson is, I, I wouldn't pick her. Um. Someone who is not in the is in the Marvel universe, but not is but is not in the the movies is Ming Na Wen. Uh, she plays. Um, she's from Shield, the TV show okay. Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they call her? The Cavalry. What does she do? Um, she's Coulson's right hand man. Oh, okay, okay. Um, hot. So hot, and she's like fifty something years old, bro. Asian don't raise him, bro. <laughs> it does not. It does not. Absolutely does not. Um, oh, who else is there? Who else? Is there? Oh, what is her name? That I don't think she's hot in um, the Walking Dead. Not that I see it, but like I've um, I've seen you know clips of her and pictures of her. That you know what I didn't like in the walk, but like seeing her in Avengers and how in shape she got. I'm just like, hello. Oh yeah, she she kicked ass. I loved her in Black Panther. Like I really like how they used her character. I would love to see them do more with her in Black Panther too, because I heard that they're gonna make a Black Panther too. So Oh yeah. But if I have to pick a third actress from the actual movies movies, mm-hmm. um I don't know, dude. Like I there's not a third Lawson. one that jumps out at me. You know what? <laughs> Aunt May. 
Definitely. Aunt May or uh, Linda Cardinelli, the one who plays Hawkeye's wife. Oh yeah, she was hot. You know who she she who she was in the Scooby Doo movies, right? Oh, that's who that I'm like, yo, that's she looks Velma, so dude. That's Velma. Yeah, oh. I was looking at her. I was like, I've seen her somewhere. I just can't remember what movie I saw her in. Oh man, yeah, I did not catch that. I did not catch that. Yeah, so those are my three. It's like my three just like are all over the place, you know. But like, beautiful is beautiful to me. That's the way I yeah. look at it. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So if you were to have like a crazy night out, like just hanging out, drinking, just guys night out, which guy from the MCU would you take with you? Just to hang out? Just to like hang out, just have like just have like a guy's night out. Who do you think would be like somebody pretty cool to hang out with? Um Guys not out kind of at a bar and stuff, right? Yeah. Not Tony. Because <laughs> Tony, no, I mean Tony like, was yeah, still the girls. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just like he's too full of himself. <laughs> yeah. So it would all be about him. And if it's guys not out, it's about the guys. Yeah. Exactly. As much as I love Cap, I he's he's too much of a wet blanket. I, I hate to say it. <laughs> um Hey, you know you shouldn't drink that, all right? Exactly. Did you, did you eat enough bread? <laughs> Language. Um, Language. <laughs> Hawkeye probably because he's very funny and sarcastic. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Hawkeye probably be fun. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely War Machine and Falcon. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're fucking hysterical. Yeah. I would probably pick Thor because he would probably want to have a drink, you know, have like a drinking contest. So just for the sake but of it, he why is not? a god. He would out drink you under the table in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I would be shit faced within like five minutes. Um, I would definitely pick Don Cheeto for sure. Oh yeah, um, War Machine. War Machine. I'll definitely pick him. Um, who else would I pick? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, and probably Ant Man. Yeah, probably Ant Man. You would have picked Tony so you could pick up the bill. Oh yeah, and then we gotta have Tony just yeah, just to pay for everything. This was a great. This was a great conclusion to all these movies. Um, and I thought they were fantastic. And it's weird how they all link together, even yeah. Guardians, which I didn't expect them to be able to link that well. But I just I love the redesign of the characters because if you look at Drax the Destroyer, he looks like. A 1970s WWE wrestler, if you look at it from the comic <laughs> books. He's got a big belt, a cap, and a hood, and just like, yeah. Like, for me, more than anything else, like, I know there's going to be a Falcon and, and Bucky TV series on streaming, but I'm curious, is it going to be with him as Captain America or him as Falcon? Or maybe him as Falcon coming to terms with becoming Captain America? I think it would be a nice touch if they were to have him be Captain America, just to kind of finish off where the film left left off at um but i have a feeling that they're not i think they're going to do some kind of side story something that might have happened before in game or you know things like that but it would be nice to see him as captain america see him just start his journey and just see where it goes from there i think that'll capture more eyes that way honestly that's going to be our conclusion of our thoughts on in game uh like we both said we both gave it what 9.5 9.5, absolutely. So we're going to end off the night with our recommendations for the night. Uh, my recommendation is a YouTube channel called Trexpertise. Um, yes, it is based off Star Trek, but it is not your typical Star Trek fan page. The thing that makes it so great, these are video essays. Now, these video essays and reviews of, of certain episodes, but they go into things like... Um, you know, is Michael Burnham a Mary Sue? Uh, it goes, it talks about like um, everything from is Captain Picard your TV dad, gays and lesbians in Star Trek, uh, the case for a villain, you know, faster than light travel, artificial intelligence, alien contact, the trouble with villains. And it really, you know, it talks about Native Americans in Star Trek. You know, it, it talks about all these specific topics as it relates to the Star Trek universe and. They're beautifully edited, beautifully um, 
narrated videos that even if you're not a fan of Star Trek, you'll watch these and go, you know what? I might watch that because I'm curious what he's talking about. Um, yeah. So for me, it's because, and it's again, because of how well it's done. Trek expertise is something I definitely recommend, you know, even if you're not a Star Trek fan, just because of how well it's done. We're going to have to have an episode dedicated to Star Trek just for you, man. <laughs> I know you love Star Trek, man. Well, the thing is that people are like, oh, you know, I mean, yes, I love science fiction. But the thing what, what I love about Star Trek is you can take topics such as racism and throw them in a science fiction spin to it. And it doesn't seem like racism. It seems like, you know, what it is, like stupidity. Like there was yeah. an episode in the original uh, series where one character was black on the right and white on the left and another character was black on the left and white on the right and they hated each other and wow that's interesting yeah and they're both from the same planet they're both from the same species and nobody noticed that they were you know that their skin color was flipped Mm -hmm. until they pointed it out and everyone was like so what the fuck's the big deal and they're like (laughs) no you half black no you half white and like it's little things like that you can talk about racism and you can talk about sexism in unique ways you can talk about, um, like, there's an episode on Deep Space Nine where there's a character called a changeling, and it's they basically goo, but they can take form of anything. And they run uh, one character called Odo, and he runs into another one that's a changeling, another goo, and they both identified as male characters, and they would uh, go into Odo's quarters, and then they would meld together. And it was kind of a way to talk about homosexuality, you know, and uh, how to be gay while still having another relationship. And it was just it was like really interesting because it, it brought a topic like that in a way that um, you knew what they were talking about. But at the same time, it brought a spin to it, you know, um, and, and they have so many like, you know, what would what would an evil version of you be like? And they have the the mirror universe. Uh they talk about, you know, artificial intelligence. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And things like that. And it's just so many different things in Star Trek, in science fiction in general, that you can bring other topics into and but do it a spin on it because it's an alien. All of a sudden, it's kind of the topic you're talking about, but it's not. Yeah. And, and and that's what I like about it because they're, fun, they're done very intelligently. They're done from this idea that we are better than who we are now. And that's one of the reasons why I like it. My recommendation for the week is something pretty simple. It's an app. It's called Headspace. Um, it's a pretty good app. It uh, pretty much helps you deal with stress and anxiety. And I know a lot of us, we deal with stress and anxiety and so on every day, whether it's your job, whether it's your family, relationships. And, you know, I'm going through a real stressful time in my life right now. I'm not going to get too deep into it. But this app has really helped me out. Uh, they have like meditation exercises, just different, you know, other mental exercises that will help you out. They have a few that are free. They have uh, certain ones that are paid. But I think it's a really good app to try out, especially if you're somebody who's going through some tough times in your life, whether you have a lot of stress, uh, whether you have a hard time focusing. And they also send you like every day. They Well, you can pick whether you want it every day or biweekly or weekly. They send, you, they send you little notifications that kind of just help boost your self-esteem. You know, they send like little like little quotes and stuff like that. It's a really interesting app. Uh, I just started using it about maybe two weeks ago, and I use it like every day. Um, so you should check it out. It's called Headspace, and I think it might help out some people. A lot of people might think that meditation is something that's boring or it might not help them, but I, I would definitely recommend trying this app out. Meditation is hard to learn. Um, but once you learn how to do it properly, it, it's great for you. It's not for everybody. Some people can don't need that that type of inner reflection. Mm-hmm. But I do think that everyone needs some form of it. Whether yours is listening to music or you know whatever, masturbating, who cares? But you know, uh, <laughs> as long as you find your way. Oh my God! This is why we have Los on the show, man. He's so yeah, random. I, I talk some fucking weird nonsense. <laughs> That's why we love you, though, man. That's why we love you. All right. So do you have any closing crazy statements you want to leave us off with tonight? Nope. <laughs> closing statement is going to be all business. Don't forget. Uh, yeah. Please, uh, if you can, help us out in our Patreon page. 
uh, even a dollar a month will help us out, keep, help us keep the lights on and keep the show going. Uh, don't forget that we're still having our contest, 50 for 50. The first 50 people who make a comment, we're going to pick one of your names randomly and we'll give you a $50 gift certificate uh, from where we don't know yet. But I was thinking maybe we'll just do a Visa gift card. That way you can spend that money wherever you like. Um, also, don't forget that relatively pretty soon we may have some T-shirts available. Um uh, because I make t-shirts also, and we just might have some t-shirts that will show you, uh, you know, J house radio podcast, uh, J house podcast and, um, all that other good stuff. Also remember, uh, if you have anything you want us to talk about, uh, email us, contact us, put a comment on, we'll be glad to talk about it. Also, if you're interested in getting on the show as a guest, we might be, um, be, uh, open to that. Uh, we are kind of talking with a friend of ours to possibly, uh, for her to get on and see uh, what it's like to have a guest. Yeah. And that's all of it in a nutshell. <laughs> Pretty much. So thanks for checking us out, guys. We really appreciate the support. This is episode 10. You know, we may do 10 episodes and we couldn't have done it without you guys being here to listen to us banter about our crazy Star Trek or film or music stuff that we love. Um, we're signing out and we'll catch you guys later. Have a good one.